At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Thanks, Scott Shannon. Thanks to all of you for being out there. Our toll-free number is 800-941-SHAWN. You want to be a part of the program. Okay, Fauci the flip-flopper. I I mean, it's getting mind-numbing. You know, we're actually getting closer to the origins of this Wuhan virus. And, and there's some very, very interesting questioning that went on today that uh, we'll get into as the as the program unfolds, because, you know, this it's called gain of function re- uh, research and pause and and what possible role that the NIH might have had in funding the gain of function research at the Wuhan lab. Listen, the, the worst thing, the most damning part of the coronavirus and China is this, is that they uh, they had their own xenophobic, hysterical, racist travel ban. Because if you lived in Wuhan province, you were banned from traveling to anywhere else in China. If you're in any other place of China, any other part of China, you couldn't fly into Wuhan province. Uh, but you could leave Wuhan province and travel to Europe and travel to the U.S. and travel anywhere around the globe. Uh, That means they knew the risk and they weren't willing to put China at risk, but they put the world at risk. You know, if we got to get to the bottom of how this all happened, I don't know the answer, but we need one one person that's going to join us. Dr. Roger Marshall, Senator of Kansas. He was part of the questioning today. Rand Paul did a good job with Fauci, the flip flop. And it's it's very, very frustrating on levels that I, I can't even explain to you. Um, and, and the mixed messaging for people, it's, they've got to come up with clear, unambiguous messages here. And I, I, I can't get over it. I'll repeat it as many times as I need to. Joe Biden, Jill Biden, both vaccinated, fully vaccinated in January. He was the one saying, After we won't need masks in 100 days. Oh, OK. Just like March of last year, Fauci was saying the mask isn't going to work. And it became one mask and it became two masks. Now it's. You know, two masks and probably masks in perpetuity, uh, especially during flu season. I'm like, all right, do we ever get life back to normal? Which is what you told everybody, all these people, you know, Dr. Dr. Joe Biden and Dr. Fauci and, and Dr. Congressman and Dr. Congresswoman all telling everybody, go tell everybody. I, you know, I, I, I want you to be safe. I want you to be healthy. I want your family to be healthy. I want... You know, we did learn things that stayed constant, not many. The one thing is older people, comorbidities, underlying conditions, compromised immune systems. You know, what did I say? Protect mom and dad, grandma, grandpa. 
you know, let's get back to opening stadiums and concerts and all that sort of thing that, you know, normal life once again, which is where we'd all like to end up here, which we were told we would end up. You know, there are people, I'm very pro-science. I'm pro-vaccine. said it many times. I don't know why people are demanding that I play doctor on radio and TV. I'm, I'm not a doctor. I don't know anybody's individual medical condition. I didn't know they'd put a pause on the Johnson and, and Johnson uh, vaccine. By the way, of the three of them, it's the one that is historically the, the old method of vaccination. Not The other two are not. It's this new method. We've gone over this in detail. And but what am I? If I had advised women 18 to 48 before they put the pause on that, they ran into a short-term problem with blood clotting. They've addressed it, and they've now put forward protocols. I understand that some things can change. You know, you, you can't even talk about therapeutics. These these monoclonal uh, 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 cocktails that they have, like Regeneron and Eli Lilly's version of it. And, you, you know, oh, God, Hannity's talking about therapeutics that have not been clinically tested because Dr. Oz nailed it. You fight with the army you have. Of course we wanted clinical trials. You don't have time when people are dying. Okay, so then Dr. Daniel Wallace puts out a paper, says the risk of hydroxychloroquine is nil. All I do is inform you. I don't tell you to take it. I just say, here, this is what this doctor is saying, the foremost expert that's been prescribing this for rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, and as an anti-malarial for 40-plus years with the largest lupus rheumatoid arthritis Practice in the country from Cedar sinai The risk is nil. Doses recommended. Okay, whatever. Most people don't even know what ivermectin or Regeneron are at this point. Sad. And I can't tell you how many uh, countless hours, and I mean hours and days and weeks, you know, because, and, and I'm not blaming people. They don't know this. They're not following it like we have to follow it every day. That They had never heard of Regeneron. They've never heard of it. And I'm like, have you heard about it? Have you asked your doctor? I don't tell people to get it. I say, you might want to ask your doctor so you can treat it early. I never understood this idea that, you know, we will just wait till day seven, six, seven, eight. Usually in that area is when it could really turn you south. You're going to know usually in that time frame whether or not you're in trouble or not in trouble. And mostly, yeah, it impacted older people with those medical conditions we talked about. Anyway, we'll get into all of that. You know, but but Jimmy Carter's house just is the be all to end all confusing moment of everything. Joe says hundred days masks are gone. We don't need masks after that. Okay, then then please help me out here. Why are you wearing a mask outside with your vaccinated wife? You go in, you see a ninety six year old. You know the older people that we're supposed to protect. You take your mask off inside. There's no social distancing. You're posing for pictures with a 96-year-old former president and 93-year-old former first lady. No mask on. Then you leave and you're back outside again. Your mask is back on. Okay. How does that make any sense? And, and then they say, well, the public is being... The, 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 the left is making... How about a clear, unambiguous message? Can you explain why Florida successfully opened their schools in August... And there are still many districts around the country where they haven't opened them at all. I mean, you know, this is tough on kids. I don't I don't even know if you can if you can calculate or factor in what the emotional toll is on kids in this whole process. And 
It's it's rough. But the idea is to get back to normalcy. And to do that, you need a clear, unambiguous message. And and that part is unfortunately is being clouded by others. Look, I um I've got a lot to get to today, and we're gonna get back into Israel hit with four hundred rockets. They're firing back. Uh we just saw that the IDF announced that they took out a military leader of Hamas, killing one of Hamas's top commanders. They don't have any choice. And then, of course, the squad members, you know, are blaming Israel for the rockets being fired into their country. Well, what would America do if rockets were being fired into American cities? We would defend ourselves. I hope, you know, sometimes uh, you got to begin to wonder. Uh, where some people's heads are at on a lot of these. Uh, So we'll hit that today. Um, Well, I don't want to give you bad news, but I have to tell you the truth. So all this new Green Deal energy um, planning, which has now been slowly creeping up here, even prior to this cyber attack on the Colonial Pipeline, we now have uh, Biden's energy plans coupled with this attacks now they have plans to make fossil fuels incredibly expensive. And I think that for the left, remember, there was one point in Obama's administration, if I recall correctly, where he actually said, yeah, we want higher gas prices. Because then what? Then we're going to artificially inflate the price by reducing the supply of energy. You know, we were energy independent not that long ago, a little over 100 days ago. That's now gone. That's, that's done. And it's the lifeblood of our economy. You know, and by the, and then, you know, the most the strangest thing, you you connect this to Elon Musk going on Saturday Night Live. I thought he was funny as hell. And, you know, here's a guy that comes up with a workable electric car that's popular, Tesla. Here's a guy that's talking about, well, let's go to the moon. If you haven't watched the series, The Men Who Built America, I've been, I've been watching. I'm fascinated by it. And some things I knew, a lot of things I didn't know. I learned a lot. And this is like the Carnegie, the Carnegies and and the Rockefellers and the J.P. Morgans. I won't mention all the names, the Henry Fords of the world and the great that these were I, you don't realize how tough these men were and and how visionary they were. I look at a guy like Elon Musk is, a, you know, a visionary of today. Is he a little eccentric? I guess that's eccentric if you smoke pot on Joe Rogan's podcast, but it you know, makes me laugh, to be very honest. I thought it was funny. Um, but when you think of that brain power and the, uh, that innovative mindset, we need to learn from innovative minds. And it's not political. I want to hear what he has to say. That mind intrigues the living daylights out of me. I want to know what's in that head because he's smart as hell. And here he has the electric car, but oh, we, we don't want them on Saturday Night Live. Why not? Why not? I want comedians to now be funny again. And no holds barred. Give a warning. You might be offended. If you don't, if you, if your little woke cancel culture mindset, leave it at the door or don't enter. This is an offending zone. And let comedians be funny. Um, anyway, gas prices, thanks to all of this, uh, we have no backup now to this now closed colonial pipeline. Uh, this is, this is pretty bad news. Pump prices as they have been heading up anyway, are going up even faster. And the shutdown of colonial now has pushed gas prices. As I told you yesterday, it was about $3, two cents a gallon. It's going higher every day. And that's, 
you know, we're breaching $3 average now for the first time since late 2014, according to AAA. Before the cyber attack, the the average gas price had already jumped in recent weeks. Um, now that impacts, Joe is saying, oh, no, this is not, American people are going to have to pay a penny unless you make $400,000 or more a year. Okay, well, every item you buy that's going to have a corporate tax put on it, that cost will be passed on to you. Everything that you buy in a store, that cost is going to be passed on to you. Trucking companies aren't going to make less money. Drivers aren't going to drive for less. And everything that they deliver to every store, you're going to end up paying more for. That's how that works out. And yet nobody seems to want to talk about it. Then paying more to fill your tank, heat, and cool your home. Anyway, these supply shortages, now we see lines reminiscent of the 70s. How many of you don't know what happened in the 70s or don't remember what happened in the 70s? Because I do. If you're over 50, you'll remember the horrendous lines of cars waiting at gas stations. I mean, long waits, and then even you can only you spend five bucks to put in your car, and that's it. Stretching, in some cases, for miles. That was when the Iranians cut off oil shipments to the U.S. in the wake of the Iranian Revolution. It got so bad, we even had gas rationing based on whether your license plate ended in an odd number or an even number, or if you ran out of gas on the wrong day, you were out of luck. You had to wait until the next day to fill up. And even then, sometimes you couldn't fill up because there'd be a limit on the number of gallons that you could buy. And those gas shortages, one of the reasons Carter lost in a landslide to Ronald Reagan the next year, well, I mean, now we've got gas lines showing up. I've had friends of mine anecdotally telling me, yeah, I had to wait online. By the way, is there anything worse than having to wait online to, to fill up your gas tank? There were photos posted all over social media showing gas stations around Metro Atlanta running out of gas. Locations that still have gas are rapidly hiking prices. Yeah, I mean, they're going to try and some people take advantage of it. You know, fuel shortages, lengthy lines at gas stations reported North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee. Um, one guy quoted in one article in South Carolina, just dumb luck. I got the very last tank of gas at this particular gas station. And that's no exaggeration. You got six states now rushing to rescue their economy from Biden's job killing unemployment benefits. I'll get to that when we get back. I'll tell you more about the gas stations running out of fuel as well.